Welcome, Pathfinders, back to the Find the Path actual playthrough of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. I'm your host, uh, Rick Sandage. I'm joined by my players, and we're going to continue our uh, exploration here. So yeah, when uh, last we left off, you guys were continuing your exploration of the House of Pantheru. I think you had a little bit of a haunting action going on. You fought a couple skeletons. You got haunted by some crew. We uh, found out that uh, on yours is Rich's or was. Yeah, sure. boy, he's so rich. <laughs> no, he's... Sagira is like dollar sign, dollar sign. No, that's that's not how that's, that's like going to work. Mark? His skin actually isn't golden. He just rubs himself down with gold <laughs> dust every morning. That's, no, not like how... like Scrooge McDuck's it into might. a pile of gold. That's, Do I know that he's an asinine? That will he just kill us? you. I very obviously think that if you made the, what is it, knowledge local check? It's the knowledge of the planes. The knowledge of the planes check. I have that. I'm going to see if I know what you are. I get a nat one and I get a two. <laughs> you do not know what he is or yourself. We're uh, two different things. I think that you are just a rich human boy who likes to rub himself in bronzy flakes of gold. No, that's... And, and is somehow magically not... resistant to fire because we've seen that happen. Yeah. What, I, what I thought Rachel was going to say is... Uh, <laughs> That Heather was not comfortable doing impromptu. That uh, was awkward and really on the spot between the two of your no. characters. No. Uh, no. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you guys had fought some skeletons. Sagira ships it now. Apparently, <laughs> you've continued searching. You found a, uh, a discarded or honestly lost uh, engagement ring, which mm -hmm. appeared to have been haunted. And uh, yeah, and we were going to use it. And like Sudi a... thought the way to make up to his girlfriend was to propose to her. And we're all like, no. But then we also thought, ooh, that let's wear this. Quickly. But it's haunted. It's like a ring of protection or something? Yeah, it's a ring of protection. Yeah. But it's probably most definitely haunted. We should all put that on. Somebody should wear that. That feels like a waste. Is no one wearing that? No, because uh, it's no, haunted. No, as long as well, it's haunted. Did we identify it fully? Because I thought that was like part of it. Like we didn't know if it was cursed or something. No, we, no, we figured no. out it's haunted. Yeah, yeah, I thought we, I thought we, thought we could, it, it won't be haunted as long as we take it off of this like location. It's you, didn't, location. you didn't identify it as being cursed. No. It's haunted and it's a ring of protection plus one. That's mm -hmm. what we learned. Yeah, you just think it's haunted. It's probably haunted. I mean, I don't want to be possessed again. But you guys have continued on making your way. Just down the hall. trying to finish. You'd found the stairs going up to the second floor, but you're just trying to finish the bottom floor here. And entering into a, uh, a room. You know, I'm just going to read the descriptive text to get everyone back into the flow here. Let's uh, let's queue up a little sirenscape. I want to put on that ring. <laughs> uh, d d Not we, we actually we, stopped. We started. Combat, we started so. it at roll initiative. Yeah, I'm going to so. say that you had that thought the moment these heads went flying off the table. <laughs> I should be wearing a ring. I should put that ring on. So let's get a little uh, little creepy sound effects going on here in the background. There we go. It's a sirenscape for anyone who's interested. I think I mentioned that every time, but uh, we love their stuff. Uh, so yes, you guys had made your way into the abandoned dining room here, reading the fine words of Jim Groves himself. An enormous stone table, the marble top polished and smooth, runs parallel to the west wall of this large room. A much smaller stone table stands to the east side of the room. Splintered piles of dust and wood lie in the corners and along the walls, the only remains of chairs after untold years. A strong, fetid stench pervades the room. An open, sand-filled hallway lies to the south, while an open doorway leads east. And then, off towards your left-hand side, you had seen six platters with six goblets set up atop the six platters with six skulls each atop one of the separate goblets. And you guys went, huh, we found a headless body recently. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, the Jaws had done the little... Uh, Scooby-Doo clacking open and shut and then flew up into the air as they burst into like blue and greenish flame and started flying through the air at all of you. Yep. And that is going to bring us to our initiative. So let's get that initiative going from the party. Yay. 
Oh, this is not starting okay, well. Okay, I am I ready. Am unhappy. Here comes a little battle music. <laughs> We're gonna have my guys here. Okay. Cool. Anyaris is mediocrely ready. <laughs> I am not ready at all. But this is my favorite terrain, so I'm a little more ready than it would be otherwise. Well, how ready is Segura? Six. Six. That's with Jessica. your bonuses. I rolled a two. <laughs> wow. Could be worse. Could be raining. Jordan. Uh, Sudi gets a twenty. That's a, uh, wow. that's a much better roll than that last one. Yep. Citra. Citra gets a ten. Ten. Middle of the road. Onuris. Onuris gets and gets a twelve. Words, I have them. And that's not bad. I hate it when he says that when he rolls for the initiative for the bad guys. It took the uh, the skulls a couple of seconds to finish animating, and so all of you, there will be no surprise attack round or anything. Everyone's just going to be going. So combat breaks out. Sudi, you have first initiative. All right. Uh, you can knowledge religion this if you want. I will attempt to knowledge religion. What is this? What is it? I get a 15. With a 15, you'd be able to recognize these as undead. They are in fact commonly referred to as beheaded. A beheaded is a severed head or skull animated as a mindless undead sentinel that silently usually floats at eye level as it lies and waits for living prey uh, or is sent into the lands of the living to terrorize everyone it finds. That's pleasant. Is it? With your roll, you can ask a single question pertaining towards the beheaded. Special attacks. Special attacks. Nope, it's got nothing. It cool. headbutts people. Cool. Can I headbutt it as part of my flurry of blows? Yeah, technically you can use any part of your body as a weapon. I'm going to go headbutt one of those. So. Uh, so, yeah, so City runs forward, uh, basically says, these things headbutt you, watch out! And then headbutts it back and then comes up with like the, the goblet like kind of around the circle <laughs> on the top of his head and it kind of falls off and he's just like, I'm not going to do that again. Sigura says, they're only heads, of course they headbutt you. Uh, so I get a 13. <laughs> 13, that will strike your target. Yay! I hit it for 9 points of bludgeoning damage. So yes, your thick skull reduces this one to powder. It could bite. <laughs> Why did you headbutt it back? <laughs> It seems like the right thing to Is do. Is that the only way to defeat it? <laughs> it seems like a bad fight that way. They have fire! Yeah. All right. Comes around to the beheaded. They Oops. provoke an attack of opportunity as one of them flies at you. Okay. Huh. Oh, that's not good. I get a 10. A 10 will miss as you launch out. I suppose still trying to headbutt the other one jumping up into the air. A trio of the uh, flying heads would fly into your square. Uh, oh. Two of the other ones would fly into Segura's square. Does Segura have combat reflexes? No. And so we're going to get three attacks on Sudi. Let's see. Natural one, so that's not going to do anything. That's an 11. I still no. that will even hit you. God, that's a seven. No, no I'm, I, my head is bobbing and weaving. They're all going for the head. <laughs> they, too, have gone into this head-butting competition. Uh, you're kind of like a chicken right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm using... I'm you using, switched to I'm chicken using, style. Yeah, I was using chicken style right now. Bok, bok. Just peck him in the face and run away. <laughs> so an 11, I do not believe, will hit Sagiri even flat-footed. No. Uh, what about a 16? Yes. All right. One of them does headbutt you in the face. For one point of damage. <laughs> you As have it, a nosebleed. It's minor, minorly inconvenient. It's, it scratches your nose with its 
nose hole. Nose hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awkward. Like, oh, sinus cavity. Okay. Um, no, the sinus like, cavity oh, is no, inside. It's, it's, it's a falling hole. apart skull. It's it's a, your nose. ethmoid is what you'll see. That is that line that's yes. in between the two nostrils, yeah. Your nose Speaking of nose holes, oh uh, on yours. Gosh. Um, can I attack them while they're in that the same That one would have worked a lot better for Sagira because she has the nose piercing. Anyway. They would have, I do. Um, <laughs> <let me. laughs> Look at you just poked yourself in the nose. Can I, <laughs> can I attack them while they're in the same square as my friends without having to worry about... Yeah, they yeah. are using their friends for some cover. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to... Swing at the one of the ones in Sudi Square since he's right next to me. Very well. Uh, swing with your <laughs> I get an eight. I do not hit. An Pretend eight? we're no. playing crickets. <laughs> what? I this is like Egypt analog. It would be cricket, not baseball. <laughs> Wait, what? They're floating skulls. They're kind of like balls. You're swinging to hit them, kind of like. The Egyptians baseball. invent cricket. Oh, I yeah, just, I, I don't say, did I miss No, that? but the British were down there for freaking ever. So. <laughs> so cricket. no. So no. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't know like, if that works. Consistent in the world of Galarian. <laughs> Do no. they have well, cricket in Galarian? Probably. Probably in Taldor. I mean, yeah. It seems like a Taldor sport. Egypt has a national cricket team. <laughs> they were active from 1909 until World War II. Jessica has pulled out her okay, phone. Okay. <laughs> 1909 would be the equivalent of. <coughs> Yeah. This isn't ancient Osiriani. Well, yeah, but this is more like Middle Ages Osiriani. Whose turn is it? You Fantasy. don't play cricket, and also you don't play cricket with a kopesh. <laughs> <laughs> that does not hit. You rich kids with your actual sword. I, I think this episode just got named the one with the kopesh cricket. <laughs> Citra. <clears throat> you are looking at the wrong person if you... No, I'm sorry. Time. I was trying to cast shade on Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> for that joke. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. I was like, geez, did you forget who I was already? Okay. Um, I can't... You're I, right I, next there's to... There's not a wall. There no, you, right? you can poke them in my square. Okay, I will poke them yeah. in uh, Sagira's square. It's like you're playing cricket, please. You can actually take <laughs> a... Uh, I'm going to do more pulls so I can get around you. Okay, fine. You could also take a five-foot step forward if you want to get into the flank with Sudi. Ah, flank better. Like you're playing billiards. Okay. You spin your twin copa. Oh, my oh gosh. Uh, as a note for everyone listening, our players leveled up after that last one, so expect to see a couple new things here in the next few episodes. We'll talk about it in the after parties. I'm not going to get into it right now, but you can two-up and fight if you want. I can... But I'm not. Good deal. <laughs> I'm still not good at it, so I'm not going to. I'm going to wait till that base attack gets a little higher. That's not a bad idea. So right now we're just going to do a regular hit. Okay. So <laughs> plus two for uh, flanking. I know. So that'd be a well, actually, fifteen. Fifteen will strike your target as you bury your kopesh in. So this the head's is somewhat uh, distracted by the flailing cat head on the other side, and so you actually manage to get your blade in while it's uh, being flanked. Sneak attack. So this means that I now have two d6 worth of sneak attack, and with my latest roguey thing, special ability of my roguey character, I now get to add my dexterity to my damage. So hopefully, I can do something to this thing. Yes, unchained rogue. All right, so uh, that means I do nine points. <laughs> that is a marked increase over the last couple of fights. Yeah, it is. You do kill your target. Sigura <laughs> would like to say that's not like any version of billiards or pool she's ever seen. That's True. two. Bringing us over to Sigura. Maybe I do a thing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Any of you could have knowledge religion as well if you so wish. I'll knowledge religion, I guess. Wrong rogue character. I get a bonus on that now. Gah! 
That's another nat one. That's a five. So that's two nat ones and as many rolls. Okay, I'm going to hit this now with my two weapons. Did on yours get anything decent? He got an 18. Okay. We'll get back to that here in a minute. Do you know anything else? No, but I remember that that's the Vomer bone in the middle of your nose, not your ethmoid. So that counts on for yours. something. <laughs> on, on, I suppose, useful things, on yours is going to get another question. And a little bit of useful information. So, um, I get a 14 with one hit to hit this. A 14 will strike your target as you bring your Kopesh into line. Um, she does five points of damage. Beheading the beheaded as it shatters to the floor. Can you then... behead something that's already been beheaded? You double yeah. beheaded. <laughs> I, I think you just... Bash its face in. Then with my Kukri, I get a 17. 17 will also strike your other target. This I don't know. That's only three points of damage. Three points. That one is still bobbing. So there's two on Sudi and one left on Sagira? Yes. Bringing us around to the top of the initiative. So basically you guys walked into the room. Sudi went, oh, it's a beheaded, and then headbutted one, and then got swarmed screaming by other souls. Citra took advantage of the situation and rammed one, and uh, Onuris kind of just sat there and went, I don't play cricket. Uh, and Sagira did a little whirlwind attack and managed to kill one and damage the other one, so That's you guys you are coming in the line. That's that? how you cricket. That's just, how you cricket. Just out of curiosity, was that three points of damage with your favorite enemy bonus? Because that seems really low. Five! <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite enemy! Sagira whirlwinds killing both. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so... See, like, it, it looks like... Now she'll describe it. A cricket swing. <laughs> and then cricket balls it. are not in the air. They are on the ground. Uh, no, they're not. We've obviously like haven't played Osirian cricket. No, they're not. <laughs> crickets. It's like Crickets baseball. on the ground. You're talking about... No, you're talking about polo. You're talking about croquet. Oh. Croquet, there you I'm go. Yeah. Anyway. I, think, I think it bounces when they pitch it. Because uh, polo is like croquet on horse, right? I, yeah. Where yeah. is polo yeah. from? Well, you... Nah, Polo's British. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I meant why is Polo in this conversation? Because that's what I thought you were talking about. I've been talking like about hitting, hitting off the ground. With paddle. No, not not you. Her with the whole yeah. hitting it on the ground. I was like, oh, like Polo. Sudi, I'll give you ten seconds to attack. Something. Oh, please, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a cool catchphrase. I blame all of you. <laughs> no, I like that. That's how you cricket. Sudi takes a five foot step to uh, be able to flank with Onuris and will flurry of blows those last two. Uh, You're no longer skulls. Yeah, that that one next to you, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have they're two both on, on you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I have so you can me. step oh. out. And so flanking with Onuris, bonuses. Uh, so that's going to be a twenty on the first hit. Twenty will strike your target for four points of damage. Very well. That one would fall, hitting the earth. Okay. So punch it, and then the last one. Mm, that's going to be a ten. So that's not going to hit. A uh, ten will not hit. Yep. So. You do manage to crush one of them out of the air. That brings us to the beheaded. It dives into Onuris' square, oh. provoking an attack opportunity from Onuris as it closes. Because you're shiny. Why do you keep yelling cricket at me? So that you'll do it correctly. 16 to hit. That's how you do it! 16 will <laughs> strike cricket. Oh my gosh. Sagira has always played cricket with heads. I don't know. <laughs> I do 5 damage. Onuris does 5 damage. And looks at Sagira like she's crazy. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you, uh, it powders against the wall as you slam it sideways, and the room falls silent. On yours, uh, as far as your knowledge roll, uh, you would have gotten another question that you could have asked something about it. You would know something of use, though, even outside of combat. Uh-huh. Beheaded or not naturally occurring. Somebody made this. Okay. Well, not that any undead is really naturally occurring, but they do not occur spontaneously. 
These type of undead have to be created. There's a necromancer or a cleric about somewhere. I will say I did not think that these heads set themselves up on goblets. So that would make sense. They made a little, like, Legion of Doom council. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how undead govern themselves. For all we know. We know there's a bunch of ghoul covens. They could have been a bunch of demi-liches and we could have been really in trouble. Um, Excuse my level three. Over here, like I would have been like six demi liches. That, that, that would have been the moment where my forty foot movement speed kicks in as I leave you all in the dust to run screaming away. You can't outrun so, a well of the banshee. It's cat. true. It's true. I mean, I would try. It would be a heroic effort to save myself. I don't think that's heroic. Okay. Hey, experience. Well, we've yes. probably made enough noise that uh, this necromancer or cleric probably knows we're here. Well, you're assuming the necromancer are still alive. They could have been here for hundreds of years. They could also just be undead. They yes. can't just naturally form like a ghoul. Somebody made these. No, but the necromancer could be undead. Mm. Yeah, possibly, but wouldn't that... Is that- is that a lich at that point, or is it something else? Do I look like some expert in magic? <laughs> uh, with my people? knowledge religion roll of... Well, it depends on how well you roll in a knowledge religion. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Let me see. On my knowledge religion roll one. of... <laughs> Jessica! Three to... Eleven. That's been three not ones. Usually okay. that's and Jordan. You, you that is usually retire me. Jordan, did you do some weird voodoo one? ritual to steal her luck? Maybe. <laughs> his, like, his has not been that good either. It's, it's true. been average. I don't know. I, I almost feel like we need to like mix and match because <laughs> you and I tend to have pretty good dice luck and they tend to have sucky dice luck. Uh, and, and for those who aren't aware of how we're sitting, <laughs> Jess and I are on the same side of the table. So it's like this side of the table is not lucky. Jordan, with your role with getting an 11, all you know is that some undead retain their intelligence, and thereby, if some of them retain their intelligence, they may be able to retain their spellcasting. I mean, possibly. (laughs) I mean, either way, it could have been a ghoul, right? They're immortal, right? A ghoul spellcaster? Maybe. Mm. Could be a ghost. This place is haunted. Could be. Can ghosts spellcast? What's, what's something with my one? 30 or sorry not 30 25 i can't do math i'm assuming i know ghost can some undead retain their uh, intelligence and therefore <laughs> still capable of casting if it is still an intelligent being it's possible it could still spell cast so ghosts schools do we like do we remember like whose like actual house this was like did we get told if it was panther panther thank yeah. you I you, told you know that it's the house of panther uh, and we saw the couple in the entryway on yours yeah. rolled high enough to know that pentheros is still a noble line that is around although they're not in this city any longer although elsewhere that they're a lesser noble line that fell into hard times after, centuries ago after probably the, after this yeah Segura so, would like to look at the skulls to see if there is a made by sticker or carving <laughs> on them you can roll perception if you so wish once yeah, necromancers, you know, they stamp everything. Nine. I rolled that too. No. You may make an old local if you so wish. It's not a one. <laughs> Fifteen? Fifteen, you don't know if it's pertinent, but they're all human skulls. These are humans. So what bothers me is that we only found one body that had no skull. There's an upstairs. Yes, I know. Which is why I think that we're probably going to find more undead upstairs. I mean, I guess whoever this necromancer is thinks that he's funny because he did put that one guy on the toilet. <laughs> I mean, I guess. So. Maybe we should ask him. Let's go upstairs. Sure. Regardless, we what have... is the value here? Regardless, what is our experience for killing these beheaded? Also that. You garner experience for defeating six challenge ratings of one third, netting 35 experience points apiece, 210 experience points. Toto. 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 <laughs> Toto. <laughs> Toto. 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 To
We're in Oz now. Toto. I don't know if I really want to go Uh, to Oz. Anyone that wishes to may make me a uh, perception roll. I will perceive, maybe. Oh, hey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 25. 21. Wait, does my favorite terrain give me a bonus on perception? Yes, inside your favorite terrain. 23. Uh, it's, it's not a trap or anything. Is no. It? Okay, then I got a not Unless you're actively searching for traps. 26. <gasps> On your skits, what? a 25. Very well. Uh, the entire party would look over this room. Other than the skulls, the only thing of possible value in this room is sitting on that table. The goblets. The goblets as well as the platters that they're on. Anyone that wishes may make me an appraise check as well. I will do it. Um, also uh, a 26. I get a uh, 13. Uh, 11 for Sudi. So 13, 11, you're not entirely positive. Uh, with a 26? 26. Uh, Citra would realize that the six silver goblets, they're worth probably about 45 gold pieces each. The six trays that they're sitting up top are uh, smaller, containing less silver, but are still probably worth 30 gold pieces each. Wow. These are solid silver. That's so expensive. this is a fancy rich person's house. It's not surprising. But, surprising. but everything, else that was ta- everything else was taken except for these. Somebody went through a lot of effort to set up their really horrifying art display here. Well, and but they have a lot of money too because you could have done the same thing with just like, I don't know, wooden plates. Is there any way I could know how expensive it is to be a necromancer? You uh, may make me an ultra con. Yeah, I have that. 14. Uh, 14, you do know that gemstones are oftentimes a component in creating undead, such as onyx and things like that. So arguably, necromancy is one of the very most expensive schools of magic to pursue. I mean, to be a necromancer, you need money. Well, we have one more room downstairs in the courtyard. Well, oh, yeah. there's, the, there's that thing past the centipede that we had That's outside. Looked at that I figure, That's I tool. thought we may check the mausoleum on the way out, depending on how we feel after the upper level. Yeah, because yeah. okay. so we have this last room, and then the courtyard where there's some flapping sound, maybe. I didn't see Was anything. it in the... Yeah, it was in the courtyard. Sudi was the one that was hearing the flapping. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I looked. I didn't see anything. It could have been these guys, maybe. They, they didn't I mean, have wings. Didn't. Oh, yeah, they didn't have wings. <laughs> sound very flappy. <laughs> They're just making the noise. They're just floating around. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, everyone, get onto your goblets. They're coming. (laughs) We're going to really freak them out. (laughs) Uh, No, so yes, you do have one room on the outside and then the central courtyard you haven't gone into yet. Although you think you just created a lot of noise. So you imagine if there was something in that next room, it probably would have come and investigated. Let's go look Mm -hmm. in that room They would have heard these uh, flying things would have heard us fighting in the foyer. It's not that big. I mean, the house is pretty open, so. It's an open concept. But it's an open concept. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Sagira's going to head on into the next room, not expecting to see anything. Striding into the next room. Let me cue in some horror music. No. Shot Uh, row. Shaggy. Oh, I'm going to put on that ring. I'm putting on that Raggy. ring right now. you got to speak like Scooby if you're going to go rock. Sagira digs through the bag and pulls out the haunted ring and puts it on her are finger. You, are you sure that is wise? And waits to see if anything bad happens to her. So what do you want us to do if uh, something bad does happen? Take the ring off. What if we can't? Take Slap the finger silly. off. To Sagira, everything seems fine. Cool. Why do you say to Sagira? <laughs> She goes all Kate Blanchett. Ah, <laughs> oh, I would die. That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> all shall Stars love me and seas. despair. Mm-hmm. Yep, any Stronger version of Kate the Blanchett's foundations of the earth. Stepping into the next room, though, now with your ring on, guarding you, hopefully, additional protection and spinning your two blades. No, it does not feel strange or you do not feel haunted. It does resize as you place it on your finger to perfectly 
match your hand. It's really really fancy. Do you put right? it on your ring finger? Not my marriage ring finger. So like right hand, like your widow, or I'm gonna like just put it on finger? the middle finger. Middle finger. Let's it's an right engagement ring. It's got a big old jewel and stuff in That's it. Fancy. Yeah, it's got a nice. It's got some nice bling. How some much is it worth? Two thousand gold just to start with. Because it's a because it's a ring plus one plus one. Yeah, yeah. So but did it have a big old diamond? It's on the it. most expensive thing that you've ever put on. It's barely yeah. cheaper than your sword, which is Love pretty it. phenomenal to start with. Anywho, it does feel oddly warm to the touch. I'm gonna say that's normal. I don't know about magic stuff. On yours, you can't explain why, but it slightly bothers you. Following her into the room. <laughs> Bonus! It bothers on yours. <laughs> <laughs> the chamber beyond is uh, about 20 feet from where you stand to the opposite side where you can see another door. That door should lead you back into the hallway that exited that was in front of the kitchen. So, effectively, you went straight into the shrine from there, but this instead would take you right yeah, back on the opposite we, side. Basically, we looped. Yeah, you guys went clockwise around the outside of the structure. The room stretches off towards your left-hand side and seems rather unremarkable. Glancing this over, it looks like at one point or another there's the remains of what was probably a table. Although this one, unlike the nicer table in the other room, which would probably been where the family would have sat and eaten and entertained guests and so on and so forth, this one seems to have been made of wood and is crumpled with time, as are the rest of these. On yours, with your knowledge and nobility, what do you get taking 10, just out of curiosity? Uh... Uh, 17. 17, yeah. You would realize that with its position here, this would have been the servant's room. So effectively, the servants would have cooked everything in the kitchen, taken, taken it into the other room, set it on the smaller table, and then served all of the house members as well as the guests. And then at the end of the night, they would have gotten to eat whatever was left over, taking it back into the servant's dining room. Is there anything else in here? Like, that's not rotten wood? You can make a perception roll to search this room. Other than that, there's just a wide archway which leads into the sandstrom courtyard. I will keep an ear on that courtyard. The Citra gets an 18. Very well. I had a 21. Very well. And Sudi can make me a uh, perception roll. On yours, what are you doing? I'm just keeping an eye out. You may also uh, make a perception roll. Sudi gets a 25. Uh, on yours gets a 24. Citra and Segura searching the room, you wouldn't find anything in here of value. Pretty much just nosing your toe through the rubble and the remains here. Sand is scattered about the floor, but it doesn't look like anything has been through here in some time. Mm. Although it would actually be a survival check to look for that. I'll do that um, too. You may make a survival if you so wish. I don't do it very well on that. Um, would it be tracking? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's one. So that would be 11. No. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine the only thing that have gone through here recently have been flying skulls. So you can't find any tracks. They don't have feet. They do not have feet. Sudi, you would again hear that flapping sound. It sounds louder. And it doesn't sound singular anymore. It sounds oh. like two things. Or maybe one thing with multiple sets of wings. Wasn't there like a group of vultures outside? Yes, there are vultures outside. There's two things now. Or something with multiple sets of wings. So maybe the vultures that are outside? Does it sound like vulture, like rather slow flapping or something smaller? It sounds like something frantic. Oh. It's it's frantic flapping, like it's trying to get out. Like when a bird gets inside the building. The oh. building. Segura goes in the in the in the courtyard and looks for this bird. I guess on yours, keeping an eye through that courtyard, you don't see something specific. It's more that thing where you're looking over, you're kind of watching over towards the front door. You kind of turn your gaze, checking the door beside you, and then you look back, and you don't see anything, but you're positive something isn't there that was there before. Like there was a shadow somewhere, and then now you no longer see the shadow, or didn't see in the first place what was casting it. I think there's something 
nearby. Sagira has stepped into the courtyard and is looking for this bird to help it escape if it's trapped. Sagira takes point into the courtyard as yep, the rest of the party will uh, follow in yes. after. Yeah. Striding into the courtyard. Now, I guess I'm going to put my kukri away if I'm going to go look for a bird. I can't have two hands with weapons in them. Because I've already looked out here once. You guys have looked through the doors, but yeah, you haven't you entered have, the courtyard. Yeah, we didn't enter the courtyard. You just stuck your head out. Yeah, that's good enough for her, though. The inner courtyard has a uh, tiled walkway, which surrounds a square patch of earth and sand in what appears to just be kind of a high courtyard or atrium. A balcony on the second floor overlooks this courtyard, and a square hole in the ceiling opens up to the sky above. Four columns in the corners of this room support the roof above, and the walls are decorated with symbols and hieroglyphs depicting animals, celestial creatures, the sun and moon, so on. It's still relatively early on in the day. You're actually still only about two hours after sunrise. So the sunlight doesn't pitch perfectly down through here, but you can see it painting long shadows in the upper landing. Much as I think on Eurus observed previously, you can see spokes where there are points on the upper landing where there would have been a guardrail, although the guardrail was probably wooden and seems to have decayed into nothingness. So there's nothing actually protecting across the ledge, just dropping off into this lower area. Most of the sand seems to have probably been here from before. You would guess that you don't entirely know what this was originally designed. Maybe some sort of private garden once things were watered here, but centuries without water or maintenance have transformed this garden into a miniature desert devoid of any form of plant life. Some of the sand seems to have been added, probably from the occasional sandstorms that will roll out of the parched dunes down and across the, uh, the river and fall even here in Wati. And without a covering overhead, which you can still see the wooden supports for, but the covering itself has decayed and collapsed, probably dropping into this room and then itself then decaying into nothingness. Does Onuris have time to cast Detect Magic while we're stepping in here? Yeah, you can cast Detect Magic. I would like to detect uh, cast Detect Magic. I'm going to look for a bird. So Onuris is casting Detect Magic. Sagira is making a perception check looking for this bird or anything. Uh, Sudi? is going to continue trying to listen for the bird. All right. Citra? Citra's looking around because she heard Onuris say something, but then everybody walked into the courtyard, so now she's wary. <laughs> Are you watching towards the front door where Onuris was watching before? Yeah. All right, so I'll need a perception roll from uh, everyone but Onuris. I got a 22. Uh, 19 for Sudi. Uh, 17. With a 22, now that you're in the courtyard, with your 19 as well, Segura actually hears the flapping this time. Yeah. It's distant. Although not distant so much as actual physical distance, but almost like the sound is traveling to you from a distance. So it might be close nearby, but it's echoing through the abandoned upper hallways. Okay. Although where exactly you can't be positive. Again, Sudi just sounds much as you did before, or much as it was previously. Citra, the only thing that you would notice keeping an eye out, you don't see any movement. Checking that way and checking back towards the other door. And then you'd notice the side door leading out from here into the uh, western courtyard effectively the way you haven't gone yet past where that centipede was that side door is a jar you don't recall it being a jar when you walked by there leaving from the staircase room to the room with the beheaded but it's a jar now only a fraction no more than two or three inches on yours there's a magical presence in this room you'll need to continue concentrating continuing to concentrate you would detect numerous magical presences in this room. One, 
two, two presences, two different locations, buried in the sand. Both of them seem to be large. Like how large? One of them looks to be close to maybe almost man-sized. There's magic in this room. Two spots, and one of the, them seems to be very large. Where? On yours would gesture to where it is. Be careful. It's almost the size of a man. Mm. Sagira will carefully begin to dig. Stepping forward, the sand would swirl. Uh, your mind just goes to maybe just this small dust devil like you would see walking down through the city streets where the wind catches, although there's no wind here. You can hear it coming from above. Then the sand would swell up. At first, like, there's something moving underneath it. Like, you see when a beetle is crawling just beneath the surface of the sand, although then it flows upwards. You have enough time to step back, kind of hefting your weapon as the sand would coalesce into the form of what appears to be a woman. Although a woman composed entirely of sand. Is this the shape? (laughs) No, it did not come from where the uh, magical aura was. That's not where the magical aura is. Ma'am, excuse me, we're looking for magical presences here. (laughs) The woman furs her brow. Oh, okay. She's going to respond. Who are you to come to the house of Pantheru? She addresses the party in ancient Osiriani, so anyone that has linguistics can make a linguistic. I have ranks in linguistics. Um... I got, a, Karen? I got a 21. With a 21, you can understand your Osiriani well enough that you can kind of adapt ancient Osiriani into modern. You wouldn't be able to really read it, but you can understand it enough to speak it here. Does Sudi know common now? Yes, he does. <laughs> How'd you know exactly what I was going to take? Onuris um, would step forward. My name is Onuris. This are my companions, Sagira, Sudi, and Citra. We have been given permission to search by the Temple of Phrasma. Phrasma? Yes. What Temple of Phrasma? What is the name of the temple? Oh my god. Mausoleum. Yeah. The Grand Mausoleum. Grand Mausoleum. The Grand Mausoleum. The spirit seems seems confused. Anyone in the party that wishes to. She totally doesn't know she's dead, guys. She's a sand lady. <laughs> I have Taryn. Can I speak to her in Taryn? <laughs> Could, but I got she that for free, understand. but not common. I don't think she's like an elemental or... No, I think she's a ghost possessing some sand. sand. That's pretty convenient. I or, a ghost, I would do that. You know, something along those lines. I don't know. Is this know. your ring? <laughs> Maybe. But anyone that wishes to may make me a knowledge religion, knowledge the plains, or knowledge local. I can do one of those things. My local is best, so that's what I'm going with. Okay, then. Yeah. My local's best, but I only got Sudi knows exactly what's going on. 22 on local. Uh, Sudi gets a 25 religion. Onuris gets a 23 religion. Very well. If they're different, I also have planes. They are different, so if you do have planes, you can make planes as well. I only get a 12 planes. I believe Sudi and Onuris, both of you would realize that this isn't any sort of ghost. Mm -hmm. Sigiru, with your knowledge local check, you have heard of some houses having, uh, for lack of a better term, almost house spirits. These goodly, you don't know if they're fae, you don't know if they're ghosts, you don't know if they're what, but these spirits that would live inside of the house and take care of the people there, this might be something like that. Regardless, other than that, you have no idea. You think, just looking this being over, that it might be some sort of earth elemental. I'm going to switch into Terran and I'm going to say, are you the spirit of this house? Yes. 
she would respond back to you, speaking to you in the native tongue of her language, as all the rest of you would hear this. <laughs> Surprise, Sakura speaks Terran and has from its first level. <laughs> and it's become relevant. It's become relevant. Yeah, there's a sand spirit thing here. I guess I would relay what I found out to you guys. Um, so some houses have spirits in them that aren't necessarily spirits, and this seems to be an earth elemental. To her, I'll say, it's been many years since people lived in this house. Thousands of years. Yes, since the outsiders came. Yes. So we are here to find and preserve the memories of this place, to give them to the temple of Phrasma that's newly built in a new part of Wati that did not exist when the people in this house were alive. Curious. You're travelers through here, then? Through this uh, house, yes. But I will not be staying. Side note, like, um, was she here when the attack happened? We could find out what happened. Uh, I don't believe we'll be staying. Um, do you know what happened here? I have some idea. Your people call me Hesharu. Hesharu. I've been here for some time. There was great death here. The undead are present and angry, but they do not bother me. I am one with the earth and can escape them if I need to. Um, have there been other more recent visitors, like closer to our time than the people who lived here's time? You speak of Imanash. Um, I guess. Who is Imanash? He is the skull that speaks. Does he live here? Sometimes. He brings his children here. Are they small skulls? The other heads, yes. I see. Sometimes his guests as well. What are his guests? Those whose skulls are yet still attached. Ah, Though not for long. Are you trapped here? No. This is just where I stay. Okay. This place is as simple as others. It is not so wet, and I find that pleasurable. Mm. You are seeking Imanesh, then. Um, we did not know that we were until we arrived. I see. Perhaps I can help you. We will take any help that you are willing to give. A great warrior once stood here. He, I think, was seeking this Imanesh. A holy man who bare a symbol, that of the woman of the sun, and came here to clinch Imanesh. He fell, figuratively and literally. Was it here? Like, right here? Like, I point to the area where you said magic was. I buried him in the sand. His bones have since crumpled into dust. Although his... Armor remains undiminished by time. Perhaps it could aid you. Um, yes, that might be very helpful. Of course. She would gesture to the spot that you were already making your way towards before. Sliding, although she doesn't actually step. It's as if the sand beneath her carries her to the side. I'll, like, tell you guys what has been happening. The skull that speaks. There's a skull that speaks here? Oh, wait! Yeah, can I? Can we know things? Yeah. It is not much of a description to go mm-hmm. off of. There are numerous. Demi-Lich! I was going to say, yes, there's our Demi-Lich. But there was a, a cleric of Serenre here, and he died, and his stuff did not disintegrate with time. What happened to the original family? They were murdered by a bunch of people that broke in. The plague. We knew that already. Mm-hmm. The but there's this floating skull guy who has his children, which we murdered over there, um, and his you, guests. You, you, we, Point of clarification, we did not murder them. They were already dead. Well, he's probably going to see it as we murdered them. 
He would be wrong. Um, and he sometimes has guests, which are people that don't yet not have heads. So they're still alive. Maybe. So he's bringing and them here somehow and killing them. Sometimes. He sounds like a very evil creature. He's a floating skull. I'm sure he's very evil. Mm. We should go find him and destroy him. Yes. Obviously. Are you gonna? Are you digging up the armor um, stuff? Yeah, I guess I am. If she's not helping to get it out, then I am going to dig. No, the spirit simply slides off to the side. Um, okay, then I will go dig. Onuris is going to turn to the earth elemental, I guess. Uh, Hesharu. Yes. And what else is in the house? Just this f- other flying, talking skull? Imanesh. and his children. And that's it? There are some bones of those who once stood a guard here before, but they continue even now. Do you know of anything on the upper floor? Imanesh and his children. He has other children besides the ones in the dining room. Seemingly more every day. Wonderful. I'm digging. You seem as if you have fought hard to get to this point. It must be very challenging. The undead are not exactly easy to deal with sometimes. I can't understand ancient Osiriani, and I imagine that's what's happening, Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to dig quietly. The dating will help. I'll be standing watch still. Real. So you're standing watch. Sudi is... Uh, Sudi will attempt to help dig. Yeah, I do. The day is long. The sun rises. You must be tired. You should rest. Oh, Anita will save from the party. <laughs> um, like, you got to vote on her. Um, <laughs> Why are you trying to make me sleep? That's not very nice of you. Is it fear? <laughs> is it fear? She probably wants to replace the people in her house. Do I get bonuses to saves for my favorite terrain? Nope. <laughs> All right. Sigur? I get an 11. Sudi? Sudi gets a 22. So will save. 22. Yep. Citra gets a 15. 15. Onuris gets a 25. Very well. I will allow Onuris. Actually, I will allow everyone to make me a sense motive check. The two of you that are digging are taking a minus two penalty on this. Okay. I get an eight. Um, I get an eight. Go team. <laughs> uh, Citra gets a 24 sense motive. Onuris gets a 16 sense motive. Very well. She would state this. Onuris, you probably furrow your brow a little bit, finding her sudden insistence odd. Citra, without even speaking the language, you can feel the tonal shift. And for a moment, Onuris studied as you are in magic, and Citra studied as you are quickly becoming in magic, especially fell and dark magic. You would both feel this wave of energy pass over you. As if for a moment you just kind of feel this sand of sleep in your eyes and your eyelids grow heavy. Sorry, I'm sleepy. <laughs> Sagira, yeah, you would just kind of yawn before... Uh, Sagira sleeps. Sagira sleeps. Sagira. Sagira. As Citro would turn back around to face over towards the sand creature, you would notice on yours kind of turn to look over in the direction of Sagira where she fell over. As he would turn his face away, you would see the sand woman's face split open into rows of razor-sharp teeth as her face nearly splits apart, standing next to him. Yeah, I will need initiative from the party. Yikes. <laughs> as combat breaks she seems out. certainly very nice, Sagira thinks and takes a nap. Dang it, that must have shocked me. Man, I am so ready, <laughs> but I am also so You are asleep. so ready for sleep. Oh, oh my goodness. Digging. It's a, it's a sandworm. <laughs> it's definitely not a sandworm. None of us identified this, so we're all SOL. I was going to say, we definitely misidentified this. But her name is Hesharu. Or we're not, is we're it? not in limbo, and that's where you find sandworms. <laughs> we might as well be in limbo. We could have some limboing. Know, right? She's a trimmer. Limbo. No, that's worse. 
All right, so we're going to get initiative from the top here. Let's start out with Jessica. I got a 22. 22 for Segura. I'm asleep. But you're <laughs> snoozing. All right, Jordan. Uh, Sudi's got a 16. 16 for Sudi. That's not too bad. Citra. Citra is freaked out and gets a 7. <laughs> She's like, it's going to eat your head. To be fair, it basically just venom-faced right next to her. <laughs> yeah. It was so nice and nice to me, and I was like, oh, we speak the same language. This is cool. Like, no yeah, one rolls a sense that. motive. Uh, Onuris. Onuris gets a 17. I rolled real bad on that. Onuris gets a 17. He does not want to be eaten. Somebody kick me. Kick me as part of your flurry of blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kicks her for max damage. Please don't do that. Yep. <laughs> You know that's exactly how that would go. Like, I, he'd critical you in the face. At least I'd be awake. With his little kitty be- toe beans. Your, your nose. <laughs> little jelly bean jacket. toes. <laughs> you have boots on your jelly bean toes, right? No, he's got foot wraps. We discussed yeah. this oh, before. Oh, that's right, because they're going to sizzle sizzle in the heat. <laughs> sizzle sizzle in the heat. <laughs> you got little booties that cat on. thing where he takes a step and shakes his feet. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, just I watched an entire around. video on America's Funniest Home Videos, like where cats are in snow, <laughs> and their little back legs are going, Aah! you know, and like shaking wildly. <laughs> but the front paws are just fine, and so the back of them is just like up in the air. They're trying to do some handstand walking. Yeah. Where's the thing? It I is... assume I'm asleep somewhere over here. Yeah, because I'm like, where are we? <laughs> you just throw... Jessica just throws her mini in the room. Like... <laughs> somewhere around here. I don't know. That's like, like, oh, that's a good terrain. idea. No, that's the ba- that's the balcony, probably. There's yeah. a sand pit. This is what we get for talking to things, guys. Usually they're so nice. <laughs> oh, this one was nice until it tried to scam us. This one lured me and then told me it's to sleep, trick. so I it's slept. It's a dirty trick. I'm definitely Ooh, on the ground. dirty rat. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much that. She's she's right beside All right, me. so it is going to be our surprise attack round. Only Citra is able to go. <laughs> nice, Unfortunately, bro. Citra is going after Hisharu. <laughs> Dang it! That's not good. Somebody get her wet. She said she didn't like wet. Oh, I have nothing for that. I'm asleep. I can't say things. I'm asleep. I can't say things. Just turn off your mic. No. Oh, no. But yes, as uh, Onuris would turn around, you glance kind of back and go, that seems oddly convenient that she just said, you should rest, and then someone falls over. (laughs) Slamming you in the back. I'm going to assume with a 21. Oh, yeah. This creature would bite onto your shoulder, clamping down on you from behind as you feel the sand grinding in with razor-sharp rocks. But you're getting a great exfoliation. <laughs> For four points of damage, I will need a will save. What? Is she going to steal your golden soul? My golden soul? I get an 18. 18? Uh, with her offhand, she would basically raise a hand up, sprinkling down what appears to be more glittering sand across you. Oh my gosh. Uh, you are dust. getting really tired. It's Sleepy does. She's Gosh, start darn to sand oh. woman. She's a uh, she's like a sand man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. You gonna... would spin seeing this thing. I'm going to assume since you guys were just kind of diplomatizing that uh, you probably did still keep your weapons out. You are in a dangerous place mm-hmm. here, except for Sigur, who I imagine probably sheathed her weapons yeah. to start digging. With I her was hands. standing guard, so. But I'm also asleep, um, so. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta <laughs> wake you, up, stand so up to you your feet, and your weapon weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I want a flippity flop. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do Thunders like a... is not currently threatening, but to keep that in mind. Oh, okay. Well, that, that I mean, you can flip, flip-flop into position. Also, it's a surprise attack round, so you're only going to get a standard order. Okay, then I'm going to five-foot step forward, and then I'm going to attack. Very well. And then I can... Uh, the entirety of the step. floor in here is loose sand. This is not difficult terrain, but it does impose a minus two penalty on acrobatics checks. Okay. That's fine. Okay. See? So you gonna... step up and swing your blade. Don't make that noise. <laughs> uh, I only get a 14, though. A 14 would not strike your target glancing off of one of the hardened packed sand sides of this thing. It strikes almost more like it can somehow go from the consistency of sand to actual sandstone, Disgusting. which is still soft, but all things considered, is pretty hardy. <laughs> from there, we go to the first round of combat. Sitting up here at the top, we're looking at Sagira. You snore slightly. <laughs> On yours. I'm going to smack this thing with my Kopesh. Very well. You would spin around. You would now see that its face is split open as blood is poured down across the front of it, mingling with the sand on its chest. That's disturbing. Can this thing be critical? I get a 24. Can it be critical? A 24 will strike your target. You cannot critical. I figured it's an elemental. At two Hesharu. On yours does six oh, points. Oh, we just got a clap from Rick. That was, oh, that was beautiful. And on yours does six points of damage. Your blade would slice through it to no effect. Ow. Okay. Is your weapon magical? No. Oh. That's why, maybe, possibly. Do you have a spell for magicking? So yeah, it went from Venom to Sandman. <laughs> we're, we're, apparently, we're, we're going to have to be Spider-Man in this uh, scenario. Who's got the web spell? You have move action and five foot step remaining. Great water. I'm actually going to take a five foot step back. Seems like a good plan. From Onuris, we go to Sudi. Uh, do I get you up, or do I hope that I'm the person who can actually damage this thing? Um, you were in a kneeling position, so you'll need to use move action to stand fully up to your feet. Oh, well, that, that decides it then. I'm going to use a uh, move action to stand on my feet, uh, standard action to like wake up uh, Sagira. Very well. You begin viciously shaking Sagira. Yep. Sagira, you would kind of glance up, noticing Sudi over there, interrupting you from a fine dream about, I don't know, food. That's Wake up! <laughs> this thing is evil. It's trying to kill us. Also, it's got a weird ass face. Has an ass face? You look Which over, its face just splits open. Sleep! Like, oh, that's scary. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, Hesharu. <laughs> I like groggy Sagira's like, what? <laughs> uh, lashes out with a backhand. Probably. Uh, striking out at Citra with a 20. <laughs> I have to ask. I know. I'm only third level. Jeez. Uh, striking you for nine points of damage yeah, as a fist with coalesce slamming into you. You'll need to make a will save. God dang it. I don't do math. <laughs> You're playing the wrong game. We are all, like, well, me and Rachel anyway are very bad at math, audience. If it's bad now, just wait until we're at like 15th level. Then we have calculators. I don't know, I just didn't have it. Calculator. Oh my god, that's a, a lot of Clickalator. Need a clickalator. Because when I mentally did that, it was not that low. <laughs> Always go with mental math. Uh, okay, sorry, what? You need to make a will save. Oh, will save. Oh, Ten. Ten? Very well. 
So yeah, the creature would step forward, just kind of offhandedly backhanding you. You would stumble back before sliding to the ground as you pretty much, you would feel the impact, feel yourself falling back, and then be asleep before you actually hit the soft sand as you oh. drift off into the world oh, of dreams. Oh, okay, I was like, did I smack my head or something? Your house spirit is an evil thing? It takes a five-foot step forward towards Onuris. It hates you. Sauntering with, with a hip shake. You are not sassy, Sandwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because the blood is now causing it to like half dissolve as it makes its way forward. Citra, you're asleep. Sagira, you're no longer asleep as I'm you asleep. kind of snap to awakeness and then see this thing lay out Citra. Oh my. Um, I guess I'm going to stand up in my square there and then... Oops. Move action to get to your feet. And then I'm going to... That five foot step. I need to pull my weapon too. Very well. So I guess you that's step what I'm going to do. Very well. And you have two up and fighting so you can draw both weapons simultaneously. <laughs> so you stride forward spinning your weapons. You're doing like the Loki dagger thing from... <laughs> <laughs> yes, except with Kopesh's increase. Yeah. And out of my holsters. So Sagira looks dramatic as she makes her way forward. <laughs> On yours. Um, you said the blood was dissolving it. Yeah, you can it, make a heal check. On yours gets a 26 on his heal check. The 26, you'd realize that the blood doesn't seem to, in fact, be hurting it, as it just seems to be okay. rejuvenating the rest of its body, pulling up from the sand as it makes All its right. way forward. Um... You don't know if more, like, if gallons of water would do something to it or not, but... Create water doesn't create that much water, does uh, it? Yeah, it's, it's like, like two like, gallons per castor level or something. Yeah, it's like a gallon or two per castor level. Do we want me to try to create do water it. on it? It's free. It's free. She I said mean, that she didn't like water earlier, which leads me to believe that she wouldn't like it. Also, you're... Creates uh, water up to two gallons of water per level, so I would do six, six gallons. Six gallons of water on its face. Cool. From it's where a, you're standing. It's close, so I can actually take a five-foot step back and cast at her. I was going to say. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. I'm just going to dump six gallons of water on top of Sand Lady. Can you I say something plan. funny? Have a catchphrase. I, no! Come on, be like Buffy. It's water in time. <laughs> Does that sound like something on yours would no, do? that's why you have to think. Horus, <laughs> bring the rain. Let's go swim. Storms are brewing. Horus oh is gosh. making it rain, On yours cast create water and doesn't say anything cheeky. On yours is not cheeky. <laughs> he calls out to Horus. His eye blazes to light. Water would rain down across the creature as it would recoil back and then just kind of give you a sidelong look like, really? You <laughs> 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 make me its way forward. <laughs> Uh, that was worth the you shot. have a move action remaining if you'd like to take it. Um, I guess that didn't work. No. <laughs> it's worth a try. You never know. <laughs> I like that on yours was just like, I have no emotions, so I'm just going to like, water? <laughs> Actually, I think I mentioned to you guys in one of the after parties that that sandling that you fought before was vulnerable to water. Yeah. Yeah. That no one ever knew about. So it's, you it's never perfectly know. possible. Knowledge the plane's kind of a weakness in this group. Yeah. yeah I didn't we have a lot of weaknesses. I don't have any intelligence, so I have ranks. Oh, when one of you dies, someone can come back as a bard. <laughs> Sudi. Uh, I like think you said okay. when one of us dies, not <laughs> if, if who dies. If I die and I come back as a bard, we're all like going to have a hard time. Okay, so... Do that cool uh, Serenray dervish bard. Mm, selfish bard. The selfish bard. So, Sudi is going to move, I believe it's 30 feet over to flank this creature with uh, Sagira, so run around behind it. Well. Uh, and then uh, hit it. Uh, so I actually have my key pool now, so my attack uh, account is magical if that matters for this thing's like whatever damage reduction or whatever it has. Very well. You would rush your way over, striking uh, yeah. out at it. Getting a uh, 24. 24 will strike your target. 
I do four points of damage. Your fist would tear into it like a cat through sand. Which means I do nothing? No, you, you scatter it rather effectively. They're pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, so was it the bashing or the magic? Regardless, this seemed to have fully affected it. Yay! It's probably magic. Good. Speaking of fully affecting it, it then turns its attention entirely to Sudi as it That's turns fair. back around, looming over. You've drawn its attention away from the uh, the fallen well and the fallen Citra. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone should kick me. It's he on, can do it. That's on Yaris's. Uh, Sudi, we're looking at a twenty. That's gonna hit me. We're looking at six points of damage there. I will need a will okay. save from Sudi. Uh, will save. Sudi, do not fall asleep. It's time for Sudi to take a nap, guys. I get a, wait for it, nine. Nine. Oh, Sudi goes down for the sleepy. cat nap as it slams him over the face. I mean, cats do sleep like 20 hours out of the day. You would topple over sideways before landing on top of our citrus <coughs> prone form next to you. Will creating water on them wake them up? I mean, theoretically, <laughs> it should. I mean. You know, it's still standard action. I would allow it. You'd have to be adjacent to them, but okay. just to kind of splash them directly in the face with it. Okay. You know, like his bucket of water in the face will definitely wake you. Yeah, but this is magical sleep to the point that you are not waking up with the sound of explosions going off next to you. Yeah, but Jessica can sleep through that and without normal sleep. <laughs> Narcolepsy. <laughs> it's just because a Sandman creeps into a room at night and puts her to bed. I keep a Sandman on retainer so I can sleep. He's messy. <laughs> so Hesharu will take. You know what, actually, she'll stand there, turning her back to the other two, and then turning her attention over to Segura. I'm awake. Sleep. No. Citra, you snore. Segura. I'm gonna... Citra kind of rolls over and curls up next to the, like, nice fuzzy blanket laying next to her now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna take what I learned about this whole maybe it's magic and drop my kukri and then just two-handed grip my kopesh here. Very well. And hit it. You spin and heft your kopesh. That's chopping viciously at your foe. Your dagger is lost forever in the sand. Not one. Natural one. Very well. That's uh, three. Yeah. You uh, you have not adjusted four. yet to the change in weight from two weapon fighting back to this. Also, I imagine being a magical weapon, it swings probably substantially faster than you're used to. So there's a lot of things kind of throwing you off balance here. You're I getting guess. used to it. I guess. Also, it's not undead. Uh, no. Why can't you be undead? Why can't you be an undead sand thing on yours? On yours, just going to walk around behind Sudi and wake him up. Wait, what? How are you going to do that? (laughs) On yours, that's not a wall. That's the balcony. That's the balcony. It's the balcony. So. So yeah, on yours skirts the outside of the room. And then wakes up Sudi. He's going to love this. So, yeah, you would splash. I'm not going to splash water on him because I thought I could hit both of them, but I can't. So I'm just going to nudge him. Well, you can him run up. over there, give him a swift kick. Yeah, probably. Not So like, your eyes would kind of flash open as you would come back from your pleasant dream of sitting on the boat, rocking back and forth, smelling the early catch of fish come in for the day. I suppose you uh, extract fish. your arm from uh, Citra and... <laughs> Are we spooning? Like, <laughs> she rolled over and cooled you. <laughs> Sudi doesn't does. know how to take that. That's, that's awkward. <laughs> this is getting really weird. Uh, speaking of Sudi, oh. you gonna stand up and provoke the attack of opportunity? No. If I okay, if I flurry of blows, I assume I can do that while I'm prone. Like a cat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do the cat kick. I was thing. like, I want to. Ki- I want to kick it. 
I'm going to do that. So I double kick it with my kitty so claws. Keep in mind that you're taking a minus four penalty on all of your attacks. Yeah. I wonder, do, do your claws like go up through your boots like a shink? Well, he like, sort of the wraps. wraps. Yeah. I have the wraps. Actually, I oh, don't. Oh, but I, through the wraps? No, I don't have a claw attack. Oh, well, that's just. Yeah, I, 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 I trim stage. them nicely like a good kitty does. Don't, don't <laughs> folk have natural claw attacks? Uh, I think I traded it for my climb speed. Oh, then you've just got tiny little claws that can't really do yeah. much. They don't grow. Well, no, if you had it for climb, they'd be like, for yeah. like climbing. They're just yeah. dull. But uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I have that. Uh, so I will also spend one of my key pool points to attack three times. Very well. Getting it as I basically do that quick kick thing that cats do. All right, so minus four to all of these. All this. Okay, so that's a 16. Uh, 16, you are flanking. Yes, I am. Oh, that's an 18. I missed, then. but I'm here. I'm flanking. Uh, an 18 will strike your target as you kick at this thing's leg. Uh, that's going to be seven points of damage. Kick it viciously in the leg as it stumbles. Okay. Uh, maybe that is a... No, that's only an 11. 11? Nope. Okay, and then... Uh, 16. A 16 will strike your target. Okay, and I kick it for 9 points of damage. Very full. Yeah, you kick hey. the crap out of it, nearly knocking its leg out from underneath it as it turns back its hateful gaze towards you. Stuff like this, which is why adventurers have trust issues. <laughs> Got issues. She brings it to my turn. I should have made a sense motive because I, I do have that sleep. as a class skill. I do too. That would be a uh, oh, no, a sixteen to hit your AC minus four since you're prone. Oh, it would hit me with my regular AC. So yes, definitely. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she would lash out with her first leg beginning to reform from the damage you've done to it, striking you for six points of damage. She Ow. kicks you in the cat face. <laughs> go to my sleep. cat face. <laughs> I'll need a will save. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. I have a feeling she's kind of saying that. Uh, maybe not. I get an 18. 18? You would kind of doze, but it's more just from the impact of something on your nose and less from the actual magical sleep as you push through it, spitting sand out onto the floor combined with the blood from your split lip. Pleasant. Citra snores. Poor Citra. I don't have magic attacks anyway. At least she's not attacking you. Yeah. Her blanket's gone, so she just kind of rolls over. Under the sand. <laughs> Sooty's still there. He's on the ground. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> why, why are y'all making out like Citra's some needy person? I think it's just like, it's warm and snuggly. It's in the desert. Yeah. Well, I imagine you probably actually sleep with furs during the yeah. cold desert. And so you're just like, oh, there's the blanket. And you're just yeah. trying to pull his arm over. <laughs> his that's, why he's using his le- that's why he's using his legs because his arm's getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stab. Stab. Somebody wake her up. Sakura. Oh, yeah. I'm going to attack this thing again. I Let's think you pointed it. out at some point that Citra is all like five foot four. I'm five six. Oh, five six. Sagira is five I, foot two. I'm five foot four. Yeah. Onuris is the giant at six foot three. I get a twenty-two. So you're pretty small. You don't generate a lot of uh, heat. Twenty-two though will strike your target flanked. Two-handed. Oh, it was twenty-four flanked. Twenty-four. That's ten points of damage. Very well. Uh, Sudi, you would see her blade crash through this thing's head, slicing into the chest. As she would retract her weapon to no effect. Uh-oh. It, it was, is not because of the magic. <laughs> it just, would just ignore that attack entirely, still focusing on the only person that's been able to damage it so far as it looms over Sudi. Oof. Uh. We have a move action remaining for Sagira. Sagira's gonna... You know what? Actually, I'll let you flank. make a perception roll. I'm gonna proceed. Provide the flank. Um, 21? 21. 
you would notice right behind you as you just kind of sit there, slice through it, and then go, well, that was worthless, kind of staring down towards your weapon. You would step back, kind of looking around for like, okay, maybe I can get him with a rock or hit him with something. Before your eyes would land in the hole you were digging, and you can see the barest outline of what appears to be maybe the handle of some sort of weapon from where whoever it was fell into the sand and was buried before. It looks like a larger weapon. It might be something that you could use. Sakira grabs that handle. Uh, so you turn digging. It will provoke an attack of opportunity as you go for it. Okay. Very well. It will lash out at you with its... Maybe not. 14. Ha-ha! No. So you would slide in the sand underneath as it would just kind of backhand at you before probably just ignoring you. It was more or less like a half-hearted swing back at you. On the plus side, though, you think that you probably thrown it off enough that Sudi might be able to get to his feet. You would slide digging your hand and ripping free as you pull what appears to be a light mace free from the sand, shaking it off and turning back. (laughs) Dead guy gives you a thumbs up from the (laughs) (laughs) other. He does the Terminator like it just sticks up to Yeah, the thumb sticks up you're like, oh, I'm dead! (laughs) (laughs) This is dead. Uh, From Sagira, who retrieves that weapon, we cut back over to Onuris. Um, Mace. She's unconscious. Yeah. That is true. Citra has been unconscious for a good 12 seconds now. Can I get in her square? (laughs) Why are we not waking me up? Do you have a blunt weapon? I'm going to shield bash it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you won't be murdered. (laughs) Do you have a bludgeoning weapon? No. (laughs) Yeah, she uh, she is helpless, so you can't stand over. All right, uh... On yours would look down. I'm sorry, Citra. And step over her and she'll She's going to wake back. up and kick you in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting That is sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely getting censored. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, I get a 17. 17 for your shield bash. 17 will strike your target. Light steel shields are a D3. If yeah. you had bashing on it, yeah. it would be a D6. And do you have improved shield bash? No. Okay. I know I'm going to lose the AC, but it's all I can do to this thing, and it's about to murder everyone. It is doing a pretty good job so far. I think uh, Sudi's actually pretty messed up. I do five points of damage. Five points of damage. You would actually manage to inflict some injuries. You slam your shield into it. Is this a light mace or a heavy mace? The shield of Akintepi resounding off the side of this thing. My scarab shield. Ash. Thanks, Akintepi. <laughs> Sudi. Ah, uh, let's continue. Let's see. Uh, wait, you you provoked the attack opportunity, so yeah, I'm gonna stand. Sta- up. I'm gonna stand up. Let's it has combat reflexes. I was gonna say, let's oh, find out. We'll find out. You appear to be good. Yeah. Hey! All right. So um, he gets to his feet. Probably doing one of those like monk roll, like twirl thing. Yeah, dude, I do that, that cool like kung fu you like flip twist. Your feet around and yeah. Yep. Uh, so move action ten my feet. Standard action to strike it. Break it. Try not to slide in your own blood. Possibly. Uh, it's gonna be a twenty-two. 22 will hit your target. Okay. For five points of damage. Very well. It would recoil back with a hit, but it is still there. As we cut back around to it, it lets out a vicious hiss. I have a mace now. (laughs) We all have uh, bashing... No, one of us is asleep. That's why you're asleep. <laughs> he looked at you and saw that you had no bashing inside. Yeah, she was. It will punch out at Segura. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, you just picked up the giant mace. I don't know. I don't know my life. <laughs> okay, we're looking at a. Like a, a seven. sixteen. Haha! No. Farewell. Thanks, ring of protection. You just kind of like spin back around, present your engagement ring as it would recoil. <laughs> Something on yours is really uncomfortable with you wearing that, apparently. I've never been happier to have put this on. <laughs> it will then... It will take a five-foot step to get out of that flank, stepping off and out of everyone's threatened range at an angle. 
Yeah, it slides back. It begins to start melting into the sand as it oh, starts no. sliding away no, from no. all of you. Bring us over to a Citra, who's still sleeping. Sagira. I'm going to five-step. For Citra. Was this a light mace or a heavy mace? It is a light mace. Could you please five-step yeah, the other way? Five, yeah, five-step five five step so I can actually five-step it. Yeah, there you well. go. Five-step it as well. Okay, well, it's about to disappear in the sand, but okay. Um, and then I'm going to two-handed grip this mace... And, Very well. and hit it real hard. Hopefully. You take a two-handed grip. It's a well-balanced mace. The top of it is designed with a sunburst. Oh, that's cool. Okay, let's see. I've got... Yay, Sir Renray. Seven. Actually, I don't know how much a lot of you would even like Sir Renray. Uh, um, is this some sort of a magical light mace or just a regular light It appears light mace? to be a regular light mace. It's not even messwork. Okay. I get a 15. A 15 will strike your target. Yay! Okay. As Segura slides in. Okay, a d6. Uh, the strength that I have. So, 11 points of bashing damage. It would fall to your attack. And then she will say, For a house spirit, you don't have much hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> Onuris will step in, over... In. And Taryn. And Taryn. So uh, it knows. Yeah, so, it so crumples hitting the ground, falling. Onuris <laughs> will step over so he's not standing in the same square Citra is. <laughs> he would kneel down and put a hand on her shoulder and wake her up much more nicely than he woke up Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they have a thing. We don't have a thing. He was very nice to you. Citra, you blurrily glance up as Onuris looms over you and you just you're lying gone? here in the sand. <laughs> Why would I think he's gone? He's I don't old! <laughs> I don't. You're I still, haven't lost my memory. <laughs> You're still having some difficulty breathing as that thing did full out backhand you into the chest. Did we get it? Yes. Yes. Look at the cool mace. Apparently, it was. Where did you find the mace? It was in the sand. <laughs> Apparently, it was the bashing damage that was helping. So we all had. Yes, to, uh... because that's how we would talk about this. <laughs> it is the bashing damage. <laughs> that's fair. I'm Apparently, gonna pick up my kukri too before it gets lost in the sand. It had sand. some sort of. Damage reduction. <laughs> it's all, it's okay, all, Dean. It's almost like it was sandy, and thus punching it somehow disrupted the sand. I mean, it makes no sense. I don't understand how slashing it, punching it, none of this should have worked. The water should have worked, and it didn't work. Why did y'all leave me asleep? You, you didn't, didn't have, have any punching. <laughs> <laughs> you were safer that way. You're only asleep for uh, this book says one d six rounds. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> you know, the, the great D6 in the sky. <laughs> oh my god, now we're order the stick. Uh, I was going to say, now we have like the clouds form a six and it's like um, oh, six I, rounds. I do want to finish digging up this This home dude was real helpful. He had this mace. Can we uh, get the, maybe a little bit of healing. I feel like somebody has broken a rib or two. I, yeah, I'm not actually down at all. I feel yeah. like some sort of celestial cleric stepped on me in my sleep. <laughs> is, how, is Sudi pretty injured too? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, down. I think Sudi took him a down. down. I'm down uh, 12. Okay, I have one last channel for the channel. day. I think Sagira was the only You're one to get out of that fight. I'm down a little, yep. but not from this fight. Everybody gets back 10. That cool. is enough. Digging through the sand, though, you had managed to retrieve the following. Sand. Ooh, I would point out the other magical thing, too. The mace wasn't magical. No, as you said, I was, saw two the things. Shape. There is two magical things in The man shape's yeah. probably armor. The magical thing appears to be, uh, first off, the man shaped thing, you would pull out a full set of scale mail, uh, which seems to have survived extraordinarily well. Each one of the individual scales on this is emblazed with a sunburst design. Cool. This seems like overkill. 
Who's going to wear a scale mail? Anuris gets a 25 to identify it. It is a plus one suit of scale mail. The second magical aura you've managed to dust off and pull free, and you can only imagine its magic is what's actually protected it from the intervening years that this must have been down here. A light wooden crossbow. Uh, Anuris gets a 24 to identify that one. It is a plus one light wooden crossbow. Nobody wants that. Citra's gonna... You are welcome. Uh, Casually take it. Okay. You would find a sealed fine leather quiver. The quiver itself being sealed, it seems to actually have been probably designed just for traveling. And a lot of times uh, the quivers and such that any of you would have purchased here in the desert will actually have caps that can you can put across mm-hmm. the top of them to keep the sand out during sandstorms and everything so it doesn't ac- accumulate in the bottom of your quivers. This quiver contains five cold iron crossbow bolts yeah. and ten regular crossbow bolts. You go for it. I have arrows. You would also find a gold holy symbol of the goddess Serenre, goddess of healing and light and war. That'll be worth um, money. And redemption. And redemption. Anyone that wishes to appraise it may. I will. Wow. Um, okay, I get a 26. I get a 14. Cool. With a 26, probably isn't the first holy symbol that you've found and sold off. Mm. The small gold holy symbol, though, is probably worth about 25 gold pieces. Hmm. And experience for the sand oh, yeah. monster. You also find oh. a small pouch containing three platinum pieces. Wow. And 37 gold pieces. All of these are minted in Sothis. All of these are also minted di- during the Kelshite Interregnum, and so mm. it actually still bears the mark of the Padishah Empire of uh, Kalesh, of which Kadir is. Oh, okay. Is it a collector's item? No, it's just strangely minted coins. Onirus would kind of make a face at all of this, but yeah. what's that to look for? I'm not a big fan of Surinray, to say the least. Why not? What the Kelesh did to our country. Hmm. I guess that's true. Tearing down temples of the old gods to replace them with Surinray. I don't know how much I know about that, but if I knew that, I would be upset. <laughs> uh, was that a mandate? <laughs> you look down at your knowledge history and you're like, no. I don't have any knowledge <laughs> history. Was that a mandate by Surinray or was it just something the followers did? Anyone that wishes may make me a knowledge. That's what I want to know. History. Don't oh, have. I don't have that. Wait, no, I do. I lied. Onyris gets a 25. I get a 23. With the 25 and a 23, both of you would know that the Kelish conquered Osiria in, in about the year 1500, so approximately 3,200 years ago. And during the interregnum that followed the Church of Serenray, which is the state-sponsored religion of Kadira mm-hmm. and the uh, the Kelish Empire, turned Osirian into a satrap uh, in service to the, the Kelishite. During this time, the state response to it was to tear down all symbols of the pharaonic, or the pharaonic rule that took place beforehand, as well as destroy all of the temple of the old gods and replace them with temples to not just Serenray, because they also accepted temples of Nethys, which they still left behind, as well as the temples of Phrasma and such, but they tried to more or less remove all the previous. Both of you would actually know, having rolled that high, that in kind of a weird twist, the Cult of the Dawnflower, which is a subsect of the Church of Serenray, were responsible for eventually partially liberating Osirian and restoring some of the old faith. So, effectively, the Church of Serenray is both responsible for causing all of these hardships for the old gods, as well as restoring some power back to the people. Which is why Onuris is kind of like, I could give her, I could leave her or take her, basically. That's <laughs> mm, fair. Well, I mean, rulers always are terrible, so... That's why my parents restore the old art. Not all rulers are terrible. Most. Uh, most do not care about the poor. Generally, no. Certainly not our current ruler, Ruby Prince. Ruby Prince? He's the Ruby Prince, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, he's yeah, the Ruby Prince. 
as you would all stand here and take a second, all of you, without even needing a perception roll, would hear a brief flapping sound. Not the same as you heard before. Not like it was trapped. But almost as if it was directly above you. By the time you turn your gaze up, you see nothing. But still distantly hear this flap, flap, flap echoing from somewhere upstairs. I'm getting really tired. Sigaris, it's yells. got to be the skull. We've Stop hiding! Why are you hiding? <laughs> Why are you being so coy? We should really just go upstairs and do it. We know you're it. there, Imanesh. Do you speak his name? Yeah. Uh-oh. And we'll pick it up here next time. <laughs> it's like Voldemort. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> you never show fear by not screaming. <laughs> he only thought of that like halfway through the series. Fear of the name only increases fear of the thing itself.